Welcome to the Fifth Estate. They bring you the story. We bring you the truth. The Fifth Estate is the news behind the headlines, holding those in power in check. And now, with the real story, here's Cameron Blewett. Good evening, Victoria, and thank you for joining me here on this episode 65 of the Fifth Estate Podcast for Friday, 23rd of September, 2022. I hope you all had a good, uh, what is it, grand final eve public holiday uh, for that. Um, And I think things really worked out good for those of us here in Victoria, Um, a very, very long weekend. Uh, yes, I understand the reasons why and uh, it's a thing. Business groups are going to have a bit of a whinge about it. Though, you know what, they haven't whinged that much when Supreme Leader Andrews locked us down. So I think that they can shut up and, and put their head back up their kybers uh, for regards to these public holidays, um, especially in particular uh, yesterday's public holiday. Though I think that, you know, they're just having a whinge and, and you know, want to try and uh, remain relevant, so they're suffering a bit of uh, relevance deprivation syndrome. Now, anyway, kicking today's uh, tonight's episode off. Um, first thing is, I want to talk about Dilbert getting the boot, uh, getting dropped from a couple of papers uh, for mocking ASG. Now, um, Scott Adams, who's the uh, artist behind that. Uh, posted one out, uh, when was it, having a look at it now, it says Tuesday, September 20, so a couple of days ago, Dave and ESG. Um, it's, it's, so for those who um, I'm a bit of a Dilbert fan, the pointy head boss and all that sort of stuff, um, Dilbert's been going through, uh, the, the business been going through a bit of an ESG scoring and ESG rating. For those who came in late, ESG is... Uh, what is it, environmental, social and governance or is it social justice? Anyway, either way, it doesn't matter because it's all still a crock of horse doo-doo. Uh, so this one, so uh, they've got a person who is uh, black, though he identifies as white. Now, in this particular uh, strip, it says, Dave, uh, Dave, I need to boost our company's ESG rating, so I'm promoting you to be our CTO. I know you identify as white, so that doesn't help our ESG scores, but would it be too much trouble to identify as gay? Depends on how hard you want me to sell it. And he says, uh, just wear better shirts. So this is the thing, like it, it just makes a mockery of this whole ESG stuff. And uh, for that, uh, yeah, so that's what it is. It, it scores uh, businesses on a whole lot of, crap that makes no relevance and makes no sense whatsoever and it's the thing uh, our banks do it like ESG is already out in Australia there's already scoring on it uh, it's only going to be a matter of time before it comes to the individual and as I ranted about a couple of days ago uh, that's going to be made even easier with the uh, um, Visa and MasterCard and I think it's Amex as well uh, adopting the guidelines put down by the ISO to classify uh, firearms and, and ammunition purchases with your own separate category, co- category code instead of just under general merchandise. So this is going to be even easier when the cashless society comes in and we're having our central bank digital currency. Um, 
actually that reminds me I might rant about that one uh, a bit later on I might do that tomorrow night uh, because there is something I want to talk about with regards to them as well. So, but anyway, um, so all this, it, it's just to, to get you used to it, to get you into accepting it. And it's, yeah, it, it's going to be the thing is that, as I've said before, is that, oh, your SG scores, you know, rating low. So, sorry, we can't give you any money to buy anything. No, you can't fill your car up. You filled your car up, or, oh, you know, you've exceeded your carbon. Uh, output for the month so sorry you can't fill up your car again um, and tie that into your smart meters and it's going to be sorry you know we can't let you cool your place down because hey you've brought too much meat that barbecue that you had you bought you know way too much meat there so you can't do that um, now just so you understand um, I'm not telling people to go out and buy it as a vegan myself I am opposed to uh, people eating animal products, though my idea or my preferred way to get people to stop consuming animal products is for them to wake up and have the epiphany themselves rather than something being forced into by the government or um, corrupt uh, financing uh, financial institutions uh, because then that is just going to create a black market uh, for that. So... Uh, and that doesn't help anyone. Uh, so anyway, I reckon if, if you can do it, go ahead and um, follow Dilbert. Um, start putting this stuff out because ESG needs to be mocked. Um, it's not something that does anything any good. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it is just there to bring in, and here we go, conspiracy, the great reset. Uh, it doesn't uh, increase the... Uh, returns on the business or anything like that. So, yeah, it, it, it's time that we said no to it. And that's the other thing too is that I'd love to see how ESG goes up against our consumer um, protection and, and legislation. I mean, is this um, cartel-like behaviour if they're all getting together to uh, effectively punish one organisation or purchases or, or something like that? So uh, I, I think that we need to have a test case for that to see if it is um, if our uh, consumer protect, uh, legislation is robust enough to protect us from ESG. So fingers crossed that it is. Um, so what are we going to talk about? Oh, here we go. Uh, fingers crossed. Now, while I'm crossing my fingers, I think uh, we've got to spare a thought for the pirate. Uh, Peter Fitzsimons, uh, he's pushing out his stuff for a republic um according to the daily mail peter fitzsimons declares it's time uh, for australia to become a republic now just a day after queen's aussie memorial and his reason and his charles reason for why the country can't wait Blah. having a bad talking day today and bad reading day anyway um you know, his, his view is, uh, in a statement on Friday signed off by the movement's chair, Peter Fitzsimons, the ARM said, just as King Charles III has not delayed for a moment in resuming his duties, we submit that Australia should not delay the discussion about its future under the monarchy any longer. It's time. Peter Fitzsimons said the country should no longer delay about uh, moving away from the monarchy. Ruled by birthright, a literally... Literally born to rule English sovereign has no place in a democratic egalitarian Australia. First of all, we're not democratic. We are a constitutional monarchy. We are not a democracy. Yes, we may have the 
illusion of democratically voting in representatives, though that's about it. The only time you hear from them is election time. Any other time, these people that we vote into parliament at the state and federal level and even the council, local government level, they don't give a whoop to you about us. They don't engage with us. They don't ask us for uh, thoughts on particular bills or anything like that. It is all just, yep, I don't care about you until I need you. And the only time that they need us is when it's election time. So, um, yeah, it, it's the thing. I mean, time that we just turn around and say, no, nah. um, for that. So, um, as I said in previous episodes discussing the Republic um, prior to uh, the the, you know, what we've endured for with the Wu flu for the last couple of years, I would have classed myself as a devout monarchist. Uh, I think that over the last two years that the monarchy has let us down um, by <clears throat> allowing these laws to continue, uh, by the Governor-General allowing the military to be used to streets to uh, on the streets to support uh, the various states and their public health measures. Uh, I also believe that the governors uh, in the relevant states have let us down by allowing relevant legislation to be passed and then signed off on. Uh, oh, but you know what? No, they can't do it because it'll create a constitutional problem. Well, I think stuff it. It's time. I mean, you know, we're, we're told that these are um, unprecedented times. Well, if these are unprecedented times, why not have the governor take an unprecedented um, action? And that is by denying the, to um, give royal assent to the legislation. Why not? Let's let's have that argument. Let's have that fight. And instead, no, nah, they've all just gone on uh, with with what's going on. So, from that aspect, the, the monarchy has let us down. Uh, the Australian Republican Republic movements, uh, People's Choice, Australia's Choice model. Uh, I don't. I. That won't do anything to protect. Um, I'll see where it is. Uh, it won't do anything to change uh, the situation. It won't do anything to give uh, Australian citizens any protection. Uh, all it will do is uh, essentially rubber stamp the evil class as being the ones uh, who are there. Uh, where is it? Here we go. Choice. Uh, the Australian choice model. Now, all that does is changes a couple of points in the uh, Constitution, though, as I've said a number of times, it doesn't change the preamble. And the preamble says that we unite in one indissoluble uh, Commonwealth under the Crown. So, unless you change that, everything else is uh, effectively useless. And though, how can you change the preamble when the preamble says it's indissoluble? So, Anyway, um, for that one, so it's the thing. All um, the Reader's Digest version of uh, how the uh, their Australian choice model works is that uh, federal, state and territory parliaments nominate a shortlist of candidates, uh, then there's an election. So essentially it's the ruling class deciding who is going to be uh, the, the president or whoever this head of state is, uh, the name... Uh, of of whoever this this position is not hasn't been decided yet, and then obviously as a flow down effect, and the name or the the uh, role of the the relevant governors hasn't been decided yet either. 
So um, it's the thing is that so there's a nomination and an election service. The head of state acts on the advice uh, of our government except for some special duties. Now, when you have a look at their proposed uh, thing, that this is just a... A ceremonial role. It has the the role has no ability, has no protections for us, has no protections against an, an authoritarian government or anything. And if the you know when we come down to the nitty gritty of it, I think that this will make us worse off uh, than it would by saying a constitutional monarchy, because at least the governor general has the ability to dissolve. Uh, the federal parliament, though, see, and and that's the thing that that would be taken away under this model. So, it's yeah, it comes down to that blocking supply. Um, what happens then uh, for that? Which is you know what is said to have triggered off the dismissal in the seventies. So, um, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, the pirate can keep crossing his fingers. Um, why he's pushing so hard about it now when Albanese has turned around and said it's not going to happen in his first term of government um, is beyond me. Uh, I think that he's just pushing it out there now to try and convince people that, so you know, a majority of Australians support it when everything that uh, I've seen is that, uh, you know, commentary on the polls is that majority of Australians actually don't support us becoming a republic. They still are in favour of remaining a constitutional monarchy. And surprisingly, actually no, I wouldn't say surprisingly, um, because there's there's nothing else. Um, the King Charles is a different to, um, even though it's the same individual, different role to what Prince of Wales was, uh, Prince Charles. Uh, so, you know, as king, he's to remain apolitical. What influence he'll have behind the scenes uh, remains to be seen. So it's the thing. I mean, we don't know what King Charles is going to be like. We can't base his behaviour as a prince on what he would be like as a king because they're two different roles. They're two, you know, two completely things. Yes, the individual may change, and he may be forced to, to bite his tongue on things. Though, that's that's it. Uh, I think he's old enough and mature enough and responsible enough to understand is that if he opens his mouth on any uh, on, on anything and he's seen to be political, well, then that's going to be the end of the monarchy. Um, because the the role there is an apolitical one. Um, <clears throat> um, so yeah, it, it, it's that. So um, yeah, I think we'll just you know keep letting the pirate go on. Um, you know, he, he's probably feeling a little bit um, no longer relevant. Uh, so he's once again probably got relevance deprivation syndrome as well. So anyway. Um, what else are we going to talk about? Ah, here we go. Something interesting. Uh, Slugger, uh, our wonderful chief health officer, um, today put out a tweet uh, sharing something, retweeting something by uh, there was some talk um, about health misinformation uh, and he's turned around and said, great advice here, a national, in brackets, health misinformation, inf- misinformation strategy would be another useful tool, I think. Well, let's start with you, Slugger. Um, let's start with you, your own health misinformation. Uh, do you remember when you were talking about that drug that begins with an I and was saying that it's a horse dewormer? Now, isn't that medical or health misinformation there? So, yeah, it's a thing. I mean, Slugger, um, 
So looking forward to a potential, or hopefully there is a change of government and he does get booted out of office because I think that once there's a new, uh, if a new government is formed, that one of the first acts that um, whoever the premier is do is whoever the premier is will be to uh, terminate his contract. Um, I'd even terminate the contracts of some of the other ones as well uh, because the acting shows have been just as bad uh, for that one. So, yeah, some of his, actually I'd say most of his, even starting at the iCook scandal, uh, he's just shown that he is just a tool of the government. Um, he will do, the government says what they want and he will find a way to, to make it happen within the guidelines of public health or, or whatever other um, uh, legislation he has in his uh, in the ability to make decisions on. So yes, now also sort of while we're on on the topic of Slugger um, and his decisions uh, this weekend, it is twelve months um, since the 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 riots. Or no, actually no. You know, I, I take that back. They weren't riots. They were just parades through town. Um, for that, so and when Victoria Police opened fire on um, unarmed civilians at the shrine, um, so it's yeah, it, it, it's twelve months. Um, this has happened, you know, twelve months ago. Now, having a look at some of the articles here, um, there's one from Nine News from September last year. Um, police condemned the selfish and criminal actions of cowards who caused chaos in the city, which led to 62 arrests. Now, Chief Commissioner Patton, now he needs to be someone that is um, booted out of office and loses all his benefits. Um, Chief Commissioner Patton said the events of the day were not, quote, in, in, in quotes, a protest, but at times, quote, an affray, and there were, quote, criminal scenes. Three officers involved injuries, blah, 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 um, had posed a really challenging environment for police. Um, any police force anywhere that would have been challenged. Um, here we go. Chief uh, Commissioner Patton said police cars were damaged after the group converged on vehicles and threatened officers. He said lit flares, rocks and bottles were also thrown at police. Cowards like this, there for cow- uh, crowds like this, there for cowards, he said. The type of activities committed by these cowards was disgraceful. This was totally unacceptable conduct. Um, and then he goes on to say, Chief Commissioner said the thousands of, quote, selfish individuals involved in the protest, protest had all placed themselves as others at risk of contracting COVID-19. Now, let's make it clear. Regardless of, of what you think of the parades that were going around. I think the cowards rely on um, the coward tag should be placed solely at the feet of Victoria Police. Um, their actions on that day were disgraceful, and even their actions, you know, even you know, they still haven't made um, redeemed themselves for that. Um, looking at one of the pictures now, there's um, uh, no, he's not. Um, special operations, he'd be one of the the, the lower ones um, with a uh, semi-automatic pepper ball gun um, for that. So, you know what, you know, that's the actions of cowards, you know, to get out there and used, use firearms and um, potentially lethal force and lethal munitions to control a group of people. That's not the act of a 
um, a, a peace group or, or peace officers or a, um, a an organisation that, as um, the head of the uh, police association says, uh, that have taken an oath to protect the community, or to look after the community. Um, this is not the actions of them uh, to get out there and to support the uh, dictatorial and fascistic uh, directions from Chief Health Officer um, is is just absolutely disgusting. And it's the thing. Um, I don't condone the behaviour of those who, who have committed um, acts of violence, um, uninitiated um, uh, acts of violence and, and destroyed private property. There is There is no... Um, you know that is not acceptable in by any any means. Uh, though it's a thing, as I said, the the actions of Victoria Police are equally disgraceful. Uh, to send special op- special operations group out into the city, throwing flashbangs around, to drive around with their bearcats, uh, to uh, jump on uh, people simply because they're wearing high vis clothing. Um, the footage of that guy who gave a mouthful to. Um, I think it was special operations uh, when they were in a land cruiser. I mean, you know, and then they didn't like it, so they all jumped out of the car and, you know, dropped him to the ground. Now, hang on. You know, given the coppers a mouthful, that has to be an Australian thing. I mean, you know, um, if not Australian, it has to be at least a Victorian thing where you just give a mouthful and then that's it and you say your piece and you walk away and these guys need to harden the fuck up and say, yep, that's it. What, what threat did he pose He's mouthing off. Yes, he may have said a few unsavoury words, which I don't know because I, uh, the footage didn't have any um, – uh, it wasn't with volume. But, you know, what justified – I think there was, what, four jumped out of the car and jumped on him, you know, knocked him to the ground. What what justified that? Nothing. Um, so, you know, that's the thing. Um, you know what? And, you know, as, as I've said, you know, there's talk about royal commissions and, and all this sort of crap in the lead up to the election. I think that is just a waste of time. It's a distraction more than anything else. What I'd really like to see is some sort of um, uh, bill of rights uh, in for, you know, legislated the, things that the government cannot do, things that the parliament cannot do. And one of the, the very first one has to be for the ability for the citizenry to protect themselves. And I'm talking about, you know, the, the law-abiding citizen out there um, because of that. And, you know what, and, you know, this is the thing. I haven't seen any of these guys who have opened fire on, on the protesters at the Shrine, um, haven't seen any um, outcomes of any investigations into their behaviour, what started it, what, you know, who gave the, the order, uh, who made the decision or anything like that, have not seen anything like that come out. So it's the thing is that, no, um, it, we, we can't rely on the state to uh, to protect us. We cannot look up, rely on the state to look after us. And as uh, was said in, uh, what was it, Liberal Democrats thing, is that uh, the, the government isn't our friend or, or something like that. So I can't remember what it was. Um, but, but it's the thing. You know, the government will only uh, look after their own interests and the state, the enforcement arms of the state will only protect the state's interests, won't protect our interests at all. So it's about time that we've turned around and said, well, no, if you're not going to protect it, well, then we'll protect it ourselves. Uh, so, yeah. So 
um, yeah, it, it's it's time that, that we do that, and that needs to be an election issue. Um, I'm as I said, I'm not talking about inquiries and all that sort of bullshit into the the response because that's that's just going to be a waste of time. Uh, allow people to chest thump a little bit. Uh, for that, but we need to say, no, what can we do to make sure it never happens again? And the first thing we can do is, and and let's let's make it clear, give everyone a freaking gun uh, because there's no way knowing that shit would have happened if the Victorian population had have been armed. And I'm not talking about, you know, Wild West and all that sort of stuff because that's just a freaking load of beat up there. Um, you know what? Look at all the, the, the potential criminals that have firearms. There's no shootings everywhere and all actually. Sorry, there is starting to be shootings everywhere. Oh, damn, so our gun laws don't work. Oh, shit. Um, so if our gun laws don't work and the law-abiding people aren't allowed to go and do that, oh, well, what do we do? Well, I think we just get rid of the gun laws. Um, not, let's, let's give the, um, you know, the law-abiding firearms owner who wants to carry a firearm for their own protection, let's give them, let's, instead of, of going around and saying that they have to participate in X amount of competitions and, and all that sort of stuff, depending on what category firearm they have and all that sort of convoluted bullshit, let's actually, you know, let's do the, the same amount of work that Victoria Police needs. So what do they do? They rec- Do they do a, qualifi- a qualifying shoot, like 10, 10 rounds or something once a year um, and they can carry, open carry for as long as, you know, every day. Every day they're on the job, they can open carry. Hey, let's do that. Let's do the same background checks on um, any law-abiding firearm owner. Let's do that. If the state can open carry, I think the citizenry should be able to open carry as well. If you want to do concealed carry, then, hey, that's probably a little bit different there. We'll think of something that maybe, you know, a little bit of a requirement there. But let's go open carry. Let's go open carry. If, if the state can do it, why can't the citizenry do it? Um, and, and that. So anyway, <laughs> I'll get off that soapbox. Um, now, I was talking about um, change, that we need to change the government, um, make another request again, as I have um, for that one, is that if you've got the time and you're not having done so already, uh, please take the time to join the Australian Federation Party. Uh, we are, or the party is uh, looking for or aiming for registration there. There's some hoops that they have to jump through for the Victorian Electoral Commission uh, to be able to be uh, designated as a uh, political party um, for that one. And the, the, the way you can help is by becoming a member uh, Membership is free. It's just an online form. Sorry about that. I had to have a bit of a cough there. Um, so it's just an online form. Head over to australianfederationparty.com.au. That's uh, Australian Federation Party, one word, forward slash membership. Um, as in previous episodes, I'll include a link to the sign-up form in the show notes uh, for that one. So, yeah, it, it, it's a thing. Um, this is... You know, people always say that, oh, you know, this is the most important election. Well, I I genuinely think that uh, this one in Victoria is. Uh, it's an election where we need to send a clear message to the uni party that we will not 
accept them not listening to us. We will not accept them uh, pretending that they will care about us and looking after us when they aren't. Uh, and we, we just need to send a message that we're, we're no longer buying what they're selling. Uh, and the easiest way to do that is by becoming a member and voting for um, some of the, the fledgling parties that, that are coming out. Now, uh, obviously I have a, an inclination towards the Australian Federation Party. Uh, I've done my due diligence with the um, majority of them. Uh, the minor ones like the um, Victorian Socialists and um, Hemp and whatever other parties like that, uh, they just seem to be single issue and I'm not going to join them. There's other um, quote-unquote freedom parties that are popping up as well. Uh, I have concerns about those ones due to the uh, personalities that are being involved with them. Uh, so, yeah, so as I said, yeah, my thoughts are with the Australian Federation Party, uh, it seems to be the one that uh, does allow the... Um, Candidates, once they're elected to become members, uh, members of parliament, does allow the, the relevant politicians to vote as per the electorate rather than um, as per party lines. Now, that's the, the biggest thing is that everyone has to, once you're in a party, you have to vote along party lines. And I think that's that's the bit that's the, the killer for uh, what we're going along with, what, what we're seeing uh, over the last couple of years. Um, and, yeah, so um, it, it's a thing, yep. We, we need to do something. There needs to be a change. We need to do something to um, send a message uh, for that. Now, why is it an important election? Um, if the uh, Andrews regime is allowed to remain in government for another four years, uh, I feel that um, what we've seen over the last two years is just going to be... Um, by the end of the next four years is going to be, oh, that was the good old days. Um, I think having a uh, federal Labor Party and a state-based Labor Party, the country is going to go down the proverbial gurgler. Uh, yes, it will go down with a uh, federal Labor Party, though I think that we need to empower the states to make their own decisions and to have fights with the Commonwealth uh, for things and power and needs to be one of the first fights that they have with the Commonwealth. Um, I would say the second one is take getting out of the National Firearms Agreement uh, and just turn around and say, no, we disagree with that. You know, you're not going to have control over the state. Um, we are voted in. We are representatives of the people and then that's it. Um, let them give the power back to the states. Um, yes, the Commonwealth can say, well, hey, you can't import anything then. Well, if we can't import it, we'll just make it here. Um, if not, you know, build up manufacturing. Why? You know, and, and that's the thing. But anyway, um, rant about all those sorts of things in, in a later episode uh, for that one. So, yeah, it, it, it's a thing. If we don't change the government now and I send a clear, you know, if we do, if we it just is one of those things where, hey, Labor's voted out of office and then the Liberal Party has a majority in both houses, then the message hasn't been learned. What we need to see is we need to see, we need to have, the Labor Party voted out of office, maybe the Liberal Party have the lower house so they're able to form government, but then have an upper house that is made up of um, genuine independence or genuine uh, non-political uh, party aligned smaller parties. So you know, not like what we saw for this last uh, this current term with uh, the Animal Justice Party, 
the Reason Party and the Greens all literally, you know, sticking their hand up for everything that Labor says um, because, you know what, they were voted in because they weren't the Labor Party. So, yeah, it's the thing to, to behave like the Labor Party is very concerning uh, and just shows you how much uh, education we need to make uh, people more politically uh, astute to the people that they are voting into Parliament. So, anyway, um, that's about it for this one. Uh, thank you for listening and I hope you join me on the next one. Um, as I said, I'll include some show notes, especially to this joining the Australian Federation Party on this one. So, as I said, thanks for listening and until the next one, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fifth Estate, the news behind the headlines. Until the next episode of The Fifth Estate releases... We'd love for you to leave a review wherever you go to for quality podcasts. And we'll keep holding those in power in check.